We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on everybody welcome into another episode of the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl let me just be forthright. I appreciate you being here, probably despite the title of What If Jordan Love is Bad. I'm sure it's an idea and a thought that we don't even want to entertain as Packer fans at this point, but I want to go over it because I think it's an important talking point for a variety of different reasons. First of all, as you can imagine, as you can very much imagine, there are many people around the NFL who are ready for Green Bay to have a bad quarterback that have seen Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers go three plus decades as dominant quarterbacks and are ready for something different for Green Bay and think that, hey, they can't, they clearly can't have another MVP Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, right? Right. So there are many that are around the league that are ready for Green Bay to have to go through something different, right? And there's also those who feel like Green Bay treated Aaron Rodgers very poorly on the way out. So they want Green Bay to get their comeuppance and don't want Jordan Love to be good for that reason as well. So I want to go over those scenarios and options today. And 
This is very readily available, right? So Kyle Brandt, uh, NFL Network, somebody who I respect gratefully, and actually who's, uh, he did a little sit down thing, a little short, and I actually agree with most of what he said, but he said, be careful celebrating the departure of Aaron Rodgers and doubling down on celebrating prematurely the excellence of Jordan Love. Both of those things I actually think are fair, but that was from Kyle Brandt. Adam Sheen says, choosing to play Jordan Love over Aaron Rodgers goes down as one of the, quote, darkest days in the history of the Green Bay Packers. Mike Silver says it's a loss for the Packers, which they'll continue to try to overcome. All right. So the Pat, then he was talking about the, the trade of Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, that it's a win for the Jets and it's a loss for the Packers, which they'll try to overcome. So that is a oversimplification of this entire process. And obviously, quite obviously, we know how Pat McAfee feels on the topic as well. So there are many people, I'm sure Mike Florio is probably one of them as well, that think that Green Bay made the wrong choice and that they, you know, Packer fans should be careful what they wish for and all those sort of things. And there's some truth to being careful what you wish for in this scenario or being ultra confident that, hey, Jordan Love's the next guy and he's going to be amazing and Green Bay is going to go on and win right away. I think there is absolute truth in saying, hey, let's pump the brakes a little bit and just be a little bit more cautious and be careful what we wish for in this scenario. But to use Aaron Rodgers' phrase, this is a bit of a beautiful mystery. We have no idea what Jordan Love is going to turn out to be. He could be phenomenal. He could be good. He could be bad. He could be awful. Anything in between, right? But we have to know going into this, as Packer fans, that there is a chance that he's just bad, that he doesn't turn out the way that we're expecting. So let's just walk through this, right? So if all those people that are hoping that the Packers are all of a sudden bad for three decades now, or that they don't get the next great quarterback, or that Jordan Love is ultimately bad... Let's let's review where Packer fans are at right now, why we're in this decision or why we're in this situation that we're in right now, and why it may not exactly be the scenario that a lot of people are necessarily expecting. So again, this is this is a beautiful mystery. We don't know what's going to happen, and I want to reiterate here, at least iterate here, that I am in no way shape saying that Jordan's going to be bad. I don't expect him to be bad. I'm very much hoping that he's good. I very much think he has the opportunity to be good or maybe even really good. We just don't know at this point. And there will be a reason as why we're as to why we're going over this today and sort of playing this out. And I think when people see Green Bay maybe celebrating the situation that Green Bay's in right now, and I say this from a Packer fan standpoint that uh, you know people are excited to move on and excited for Jordan, it's not necessarily that people are celebrating that Aaron Rodgers is gone. There are some that are, understandably. And I get that there are some reasons why people might feel like, hey, this is the right time to move on from Aaron Rodgers, which we'll go over more in just a moment. But maybe there are some that were just ready to be done with the Aaron Rodgers era for a variety of reasons. We're not even going over that today. Regardless of how you feel on Aaron Rodgers previously or anything about him as a whatever, we're not even touching base on that today. So that is totally put aside for today. But for the most part, I do feel like the people are not celebrating that the end of this 30-year run is here or that Aaron Rodgers is specifically gone, but rather that Green Bay made the best decision based on the circumstances that they were give, you know, given in this entire situation. It's not even necessarily celebrating that Jordan Love is the next surefire, big thing quarterback, that he's going to be amazing. It's just understanding the situation that Green Bay was in and trying to make the best decision possible, again, based on the circumstances. And the thing I will say here, right, we all knew, everybody knew that at some point this day was going to come, that at some point 
the Brett Favre era goes on, the Aaron Rodgers era goes on, and now we are at a totally different point in time with Green, the Green Bay Packers in their quarterback position, and we don't know what's going to happen next. At some point, that was always going to happen. And I think it's ne- it's, it's necessary to go over this topic today by remembering that. That at some point, Aaron was no longer going to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. This wasn't forever. It's not like Green Bay was like, oh, you know what? We've got Aaron for the next decade. And you know what? It's just, it's time to do something different, right? This is in large part because the end was near anyway. And Green Bay is trying to make the best decision possible, again, based on the circumstances that they currently have. And I want to recap those circumstances one more. And this has been a talking point for me in a variety of episodes already, but it's really important to recap it in this specific episode. We need to look at this very specific decision-making matrix for why Green Bay is making the decision that they are. And to be clear, Green Bay may have other reasons as well, but in its simplest terms, all right, Aaron Rodgers was in or going into his darkness retreat and 90% sure, 90% sure, according to him, his words, 90% sure that he was going to retire. I don't care if you're the GM of the Packers, if you're the GM for the Jets, or if you're a GM of any other team in the NFL, if you're thinking of bringing Aaron Rodgers onto your team this upcoming season, you have to assume it doesn't mean that it's 100%, but you have to go into that decision assuming that Aaron's only going to play one more year. If he was 90% set to retire this offseason, you have to assume that probably the most that you're getting out of him is one more year. It could be more than that. Maybe it's two, maybe it's three, maybe it's five. Who knows? But if he was 90% set on retiring this offseason, you would have to think that the overwhelming likelihood is that he retires next offseason. As a GM, you just have to go into it with that mindset. So with that in mind, you are assuming based on Roger, and just not just that one thing, right? But based on his actions, based on where he's at in his career, based on that he's basically had three straight off seasons now where he wasn't sure exactly what he wanted to do, you're going into this as if Aaron's got one year left. You have to make that assumption if you're a general manager. And it could ultimately be wrong, but we're going to have to make that assumption. We're going to use that assumption for this specific decision-making matrix in this scenario, right? So you are getting one year of Aaron Rodgers, right? One year of Aaron Rodgers is what you're going to get. That's the one side of it. One year of Aaron. The other side, right, is that you are going to save, if you trade Aaron now, I know I've gone over these numbers before, you're going to save 60 million overall in salary cap space over the course of the next couple seasons by trading Aaron right now. You are going to get trade compensation from the team that you trade him to, in this case, the Jets. You are going to be able to evaluate Jordan Love, and you are going to kickstart the the finality and the the next step in your process of actually moving on from Aaron Rodgers, sort of on your own terms, rather than having Aaron kind of dictate that to you and when you have to go into your next step. The big thing here is the $60 in cap. Actually, all of these are big, but let's start with the $60 in cap. For those who don't remember, if Aaron were to play this year for the Green Bay Packers, he would make $31 million. He would also then, the option bonus that he has would kick in and he would have 68 million that would go towards next year's cap and the following year's cap split between the two years when he would retire next offseason, which again, we have to assume that would likely take place. And just to put this aside for a second, if he did play another season after that, the salary cap situation even becomes far, far worse. So again, we're not even going to entertain that today. But in this situation, because you are trading him now, Instead of having 
31 mil this year and 68 million in the future. So 99 million total for one year of Aaron Rodgers. You were going to trade 40, trade him away and you're going to have a $40 million cap hit right now. No math major. That is, it's a 59 plus million savings uh, overall over the course of the next few years on the salary cap. That is a massive, massive savings that you have for moving on now. In addition, let's just say that you get a second round pick for Aaron Rodgers. Let's just say it comes in and it's worse than we're expecting. And it's worse than you're expecting. And it's worse than I'm, whatever it is. It's just a, a pure second round pick, right? Even in that scenario, you are getting a top 50 pick from the New York Jets to make this trade. It's probably better than that, but let's just say it's a second round pick. In addition, there were whispers, rumors, mumblings, nothing confirmed, but there were talk, there were some talk that Jordan might ask for him his, his way out of Green Bay if, in fact, Aaron was back with the Packers. If Aaron's back and Jordan asked for his trade, you have a couple options, right? It makes it almost impossible to pick up his fifth-year option because of what's about to happen to the salary cap from Aaron. So you can't really pick up his fifth-year option. So you risk him becoming an unrestricted free agent next year and only getting a comp pick in return, or you have to trade him and try to get something in return now. And then you never get the opportunity to actually evaluate Jordan. And I've, again, I've talked about this in the past, but one of the worst things that could happen, Aaron comes back for this year. It's a one year that doesn't go according to plan. You trade Jordan away and he becomes a top 15 quarterback somewhere else. That is the worst thing that could happen in this process. So by making this decision, you are also giving your opportunity your, yourself an opportunity to evaluate Jordan Love. And again, we know this is right around the corner. Aaron's going to be done at some point, sooner rather than later. And this gives you the opportunity to start jumpstarting that process and figuring out what life after Aaron Rodgers looks like. So just to recap that one more time, the decision-making matrix that we have to assume based on what Aaron has done the last few off-seasons, thinking that he probably retires next off-season, or at least is what, 80, 85, 90% likely to retire next off-season, you get one year of Aaron with a team that is similar, if not maybe a little bit worse because you lose guys like Alan Lazard and probably a couple other guys, you know, in the, in the mean, you know, meantime, you maybe get, uh, you get your top 15 pick and maybe a couple other things, maybe with that 9 million extra in salary cap, they're able to do something. Maybe they keep Alan Lazard in that situation, but basically you have one year of Aaron. Let's just say it's basically the same team that you had a season ago. Maybe they even take a little bit of a jump, right? You get Rashawn Gary back, things like that. That team didn't make the playoffs a season ago. So expecting there to be some massive jump, and now all of a sudden their favorites in the NFC or favorites to win the Super Bowl is just asking a ton out of one year, uh, one year of Aaron and one year with that specific Packers team that just came off a year where they didn't even make the playoffs. And even when Aaron was at MVP level and you had Devontae Adams on your team, things were looking really good. You only won two playoff games in all in the four seasons so far with Aaron and, and Matt LaFleur and three of those with Devontae Adams. So Again, you look at it and you're like, man, all of a sudden they're going to go out and just run the table and win a Super Bowl. That seems very, very unlikely based on the current state of the team. So decision-making matrix, once more, do you want one year of Aaron or do you want 60 million in salary cap savings, trade compensation from the Jets, the ability to evaluate Jordan Love, and the opportunity to kickstart the process on your own terms? To me, that is an absolute no-brainer. It all comes down to whether or not you think the Packers could win the Super Bowl in 2023. And even if yes, even if you think that, right, a huge part of this, a huge, huge part of this is how this offseason progressed for both the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think either side is necessarily at fault here. 
but it's very clear to me that Aaron was super, you know, just kind of hoping for the Green Bay Packers to come to him and be like, we need you. We want you. You're our guy. You're our MVP. Come lead us to a Super Bowl this upcoming season. And they didn't do that. And it's very clear to me that the Packers wanted Aaron to go to them and say, I'm your guy. I'm your quarterback. I'm your MVP. I'm going to lead this team to a Super Bowl. I'm not retiring. I want to be a Green Bay Packer. And while I think he eventually got to the point where he wanted to play and maybe play for the Packers this season, I don't think those things ever came together. And you ended up in this bizarro no man's land where there wasn't enough communication, probably some blame on both sides, but neither side was ready to commit completely to the other. And you end because of that, because neither side was ready to commit, both sides seemed ready to go in another direction. And that ultimately becomes your best decision at that point, because you don't just want to go through the motions. That is the worst possible scenario in that situation. So with Green Bay not being all in on Aaron, Aaron not being all in on Green Bay, and all the things that I just mentioned, to me, there, there's only one decision that you can possibly make. And like I said, if, if Aaron would have been all in and Green Bay would have been all in from day one, I wouldn't have agreed with the decision to move forward with Aaron this year. But I absolutely could have understand if they wanted to go in that direction. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So that's how we got to this point. And that's the decision-making that Green Bay is going through in this process, is they know that unless they win a Super Bowl in this one year with Aaron and a team that did not perform well a season ago, they have a major, major, major opportunity cost. So now what happens? They move forward with Jordan Love. And yes, it is worth noting here that he could be bad. Now, I think a lot of people are super excited. I'm super excited to see him come out of the tunnel for that very first time as starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. I am incredibly excited for him to watch football or to, to watch him play football, I should say, this upcoming year. But we have no idea what we are going to get at quarterback. For some, that's fun. That that beautiful mystery, that that anticipation of like what's next, we have no idea. Some people that might be fun. 
Some people that might be nerve wracking and like just full of anxiety, right? Some people just want the comfort of knowing like, oh, Aaron's going to be back for one more season and that I'm good with that. I just, I want the comfortable and just the comfort of Aaron being back at quarterback, right? But it is worth noting, I'll say it one more time, that he could just be bad. So let's presuppose for this specific topic today that in fact, Jordan Love is bad. He's a bad quarterback. Like I said, not expecting that, don't want that, but what if he is? So I think it's very clear that at this point, Green Bay has to pick up Jordan Love's fifth-year option, right? There's just almost no way around it. So it's going to be about $20 million for 2024 that they're going to pick up just because it's like it, it, the insurance on it is by far and away worth it. If you end up paying a year uh, at $20 million for Jordan next year and he's just not good, there's worse things in the world. If all of a sudden he's amazing and you could have had him at $20 million and instead now you have to sign him to one of the richest quarterback deals in the NFL because he's still young and super talented, that becomes a much worse scenario, right? So you're just basically playing the odds at that point and just saying, hey, given the chance that he could be really good, you have to pick up the fifth-year option. And you're not really giving him any confidence or any vote of confidence if you don't pick that up, right? So you have to pick up his fifth-year option. So he's going to be under contract in 2024, you would absolutely think. So then the question becomes, all right, presupposing that he's bad, just how bad is he? All right. So let's, I think there's three different options here. Assuming he's bad, there's three different versions of bad. One is that he's not great, but he shows some signs of promise or maybe shows some signs of improving throughout the course of the year. Maybe you go, what, I don't know, six and 11, seven and 10, something like that because you see a couple of those flashes, maybe those flashes are towards the end of the year and you watch him and you're like, all right, he threw 21 touchdowns, but he threw 14 interceptions. His completion percentage was around 60%. Made it, made some wild plays, but made some really dumb decisions as well. Like I said, team doesn't perform well, but you at least saw some spikes. You at least saw some growth at the end of the year, but it just, it quite frankly, it wasn't good enough, right? In that scenario, you already picked up his fifth year option. You probably have one more year to evaluate him next year. And in the meantime, you can kind of start perusing quarterbacks, right? Meaning if next year you have a quarterback that falls in your lap, you could just take him. You could say, you know what? Jordan didn't play great last year. We want to give ourselves at least a, a backdoor option here where if Jordan plays poorly again, we have something else to fall back on and maybe start going in a different direction. Maybe that puts some pressure on Jordan too. Maybe that's something that he needs, that competition you could go in that direction, but you're not aggressive about it yet. There was enough signs there and you know he's going to be there because of the fifth year option that you just let one more year play out and then see how things go from there. Number two is that he's just absolutely, he's bad and the team had no opportunity to overcome it. Meaning that they were seven and, or excuse me, eight and nine a season ago with Aaron Rodgers. Like bad Jordan Love is probably not, the season probably doesn't go very well, right? You still have him for one more year, but now you're openly looking for other quarterbacks. It was bad enough, but you're openly looking. And now maybe you're even thinking, all right, do we do we put a package together to move up in the draft? Or do we let this sort of play out? Maybe again, one falls to us and we're just going to take him. But you're probably a little bit more aggressive in starting to look for another quarterback. The third option is that he's just awful. Like he's just beyond awful. And if he's beyond awful, as of now, there's no other quarterback on the roster. Peruse the free agent market, if you will. There's not much out there that if Jordan is awful and they go to whatever backup quarterback they get on the free agent market right now, that things are going to be better. 
And I do believe they draft a quarterback, maybe even two quarterbacks in this coming draft. I do not expect any of them to be in the first round. Maybe they take somebody in the, like, I think second would be maybe where they would consider somebody similar to what they did with Brian Brown when Aaron was take, you know, taking over at that point. But probably more day three, day four, or excuse me, day three, like third round, fourth round, fifth round, maybe even later quarterbacks, right? So that's probably what you're looking at. And yes, we've seen some quarterbacks come in and have some success, Brock Purdy a season ago. But by the time you make a transition to that quarterback, assuming love is just awful, you're you're probably already, what, two and 12 at that point before you're even considering moving to somebody else. And that person comes in and maybe they win one more game, but you're probably, if, if love is just awful, it's just blatantly awful, not saying he's going to be, but let's say he is, you're probably looking at a two, three, four win season which means you're probably picking in the top five of the draft, maybe top six, top seven at very, very worst. You're probably in striking distance with that pick, just like we saw the, you know, uh, the Carolina Panthers this year, right? At pick nine. Now, Caleb Williams, assuming he's as good this year as he has been, that's probably not a pick that you're going to be as easily, you know, able to go up and get. But there are, a, there's a Drake May as well that could be very, very good. We'll see. There's These things change very rapidly with a college season still remaining, but Drake May expected to be very good. And there's always somebody that rises up, right? And, and is really, really good throughout the course of the season and makes a real name for themselves. So you'd be expecting at this point that there's probably at least three really good quarterbacks. And if you wanted to move up at that point, if love was awful and get the next guy, that you could probably do so. So here's here's the thing, right? In all likelihood, whether it's any of these situations, not great, but shows some promise, bad, and you start looking for another quarterback, awful, and you're in position to maybe just grab your, your next guy right away, I would make the strong argument that all of those scenarios, even if love is terrible, is better than the alternative scenario. So let's go back to our alternate universe. Let's just go back one more time. You're going to end, and let's say this clearly is not going to happen anymore, but you kept Aaron for one more year. You kept Aaron for one more year and you said, you know what, we're going to keep him. And whether you traded love and got some, you know, probably crappy picks in return, whether you kept love and he became an unrestricted free agent, and then that ended up being a real mess, or whether you still somehow picked up the fifth year option, which I don't think is really reasonable considering what you're going to be paying for Rodgers, you still don't have the ability to evaluate him. He might be gone. You have no salary cap space. Your salary cap is extremely worse. You have no picks in return from the New York Jets. You're probably, a, you know, what, 10 and seven, maybe this year with Aaron, maybe nine and eight, maybe eight and nine again, but you're probably picking in the, the you know, 15 to 23, 24, 25 range again, assuming that you don't make a crazy run, which we've already gone over. I don't think that's fair to expect. Again, no, no evaluation for Jordan Love, and you're in no position to actually grab one of the top quarterbacks. And quite frankly, you might be completely without a quarterback, meaning, you know, Rodgers now retires. Love, you either traded away or is just an unrestricted free agent. You could sign him to a big deal, but you've not seen him play yet. That's not an ideal situation. And if he's bad, which we're presupposing here, now you're paying a, a you know, Jordan Love a huger contract without even evaluating him. And, and he could be bad in that situation as well. And you're in no position to get one of the top quarterbacks. So it all goes back to you have to win the Super Bowl in 2023 with Rodgers to pay this off. That's the only situation that hits where things are better in the long term of the Green Bay Packers if if you keep Aaron instead of going forward with Jordan and going forward in a totally different direction. 
This day was always going to come. There was always an end date. There was always an expiration date to the 30 plus years of Rodgers and Favre. It was always going to happen. You couldn't, you could delay the inevitable one more season, right? You probably could have delayed it one more season, but in my opinion, it would have been an extremely poor choice to do so. And you can make the argument that this is already coming a year too late. Understandably, back-to-back MVPs, three straight 13-win seasons, tough to trade a guy in that scenario. But you can make the argument that this is already a year too late. Continuing to delay the inevitable is probably malpractice at this point. Because again, unless you win that Super Bowl, it just ultimately is the wrong decision based on the opportunity cost of all the things that we already went over today. So most people, there are some that are, but most people are not celebrating because this era is over. It's not like Green Bay fans, you know, Green Bay fans, Packer fans woke up and are just like, you know what? We had an awesome 30-year run, but what I would like is a bad team with a bad quarterback. That that's what we've been missing. We've been missing that feeling of knowing what it's like to be a Bear fan. That's what we really want. Of course not, right? But we are deciding, most people, that based on the situation that Green Bay was given, knowing that they could have run this back for one more year and it would have set the Packers back an entire another year and and worse, right? Based on all the things that they lost because they stayed with Aaron for one more year, that even though we knew this day was coming and even though they could have prolonged it and pushed it out even further, this was the right move for Brian Gutekunst and the Green Bay Packers to make based on the situation that they were in. And they actually went out and they did the right move, even though in my opinion, it is the harder of the moves. There's a lot of job security that comes with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. The more you win playoff games and go to the playoffs and have 13 win seasons, that's going to extend your career as general manager, head coach, etc. of the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love, beautiful mystery. And you know what you don't want as a head coach and a GM? A beautiful mystery. You want job security. You want to make sure that you stay GM of the Packers. You want to make sure you stay head coach of the Packers. Introducing Jordan Love into the equation changes all of that. Keeping Aaron Rodgers keeps all of that. So even though it's in the in my opinion, worst interest of the Packers right now, a different GM, a different head coach could have said, man, this is probably the wrong move, but this this kind of gives us the best opportunity to keep things going along and stay status quo. But that to me would not have been the right decision. And I give credit to Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur and Mark Murphy and Russ Ball and whoever was involved in this decision for ultimately coming to this conclusion. So not celebrating because the era is over, celebrating because it was the right move by the franchise. And the the franchise did get at least a potential out in Jordan Love because we don't know what he's going to become. And he could be something really good. And we just don't know at this point. I made the argument before that this is like we've been, or at least I'll say I, I've been reading this incredible, best-selling, amazing book, one of the best written books ever for the past 30 years. And now, even though that was one of the best ones, and I know I have to put that book aside, knowing that the next book I read, there's just the, the odds that are it's anywhere near as good as the last one are very, very slim, extremely slim. And almost knowing for certain that it's probably going to be worse than the last book, there's still an excitement on my end that I'm just reading something new. And that there is that beautiful mystery and that Green Bay ultimately did make the right decision based on the circumstances to move forward with Jordan Love, get that evaluation, save salary cap space, and actually get something in return for Aaron while they still could. Listen, 
The Packers could have missed completely on Jordan Love. They could trade up next year and get Drake May. And guess what? Drake May could be a total bust next Mitch Trubisky. And they could go three to four years trying to salvage the top pick that is the next Mitch Trubisky. And then after that, they could draft Arch Manning. They draft Arch Manning and you know what? Somehow he was the first Manning that sucked. Who knows how? I don't think that's going to happen either, but watch him somehow be a miss. And Green Bay goes, and we could be talking about on the 4,000th episode of the Pack-A-Day podcast of like, how the heck did we get here? Just give me one good quarterback again. That is a real, you know, not a real possibility, but you get what I'm saying, right? This could be something that goes on for a, a while now where Green Bay... Green Bay might not have another Hall of Fame quarterback in in my lifetime watching the Packers. That's a legitimate possibility. Their next Pro Bowl quarterback could be years away. We all know that. We all understand that. We all understand that there was an expiration date on the Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, 30 plus years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and that we were very spoiled during that time frame. We don't know what the heck's going to happen next. But at some point, you just can't delay the inevitable any longer, and you have to do what's right given the situation that you're in. I'll say that one more time. So the hope is that love is the guy. If Even if not, even if love's not the guy, you can still argue that you are a year closer to finding that next guy than you were if you prolong the inevitable by one more year. How this plays out is a complete unknown and the organization made the right decision based on the situation that they're in right now. That's where I'm at with everything. So yes, for all of those who are hoping that Green Bay could be the next barren wasteland for quarterbacks, it's a possibility. You can cheer it all you want, and we will have to wait and see to see how things turn out. For those Packer fans that are super excited and exuberant and can't wait for the Jordan Love era and everything like that, that's awesome. You, uh, That's well within your right. I'm super excited for Jordan Love. I can't wait to watch him play. But we do have to understand that there's just a real opportunity that this doesn't work, or even if he, he's good, right? Even if he's good, what if he's Ryan Tannehill good? Like where you get a couple seasons that are like top 15-ish quarterback, maybe even better, top 10-ish quarterback, at, you know, probably in peak Ryan Tannehill. But like the other years are just like, man, we <laughs> we need something different, right? So we don't know what's going to happen next. We all understand that. We all get that. But um, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful mystery. And like I said, I'm, I'm very, very excited. I'm excited for Jordan Love. Excited to see how he can, he can perform and what he can do as a, a quarterback at the Green Bay Packers. And everything else... Only time is going to tell, but I do believe that for the people that are celebrating this move, it's less to do with the end of the Aaron Rodgers era. It's less to do than with, oh, Jordan Love's going to be amazing. It's more to do with just like, it was time. It needed to be done. And now we see what's next. That's going to do it for me today. I will see you guys right back here tomorrow with an all new episode. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.